0: Hey guys
1: and girls, welcome Welcome to to Single Single to Sealed.
0: Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna.
1: As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage.
0: All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk.
1: What's up, Single to Sealed podcast family? Thank you for joining us for another episode. We have two excellent guests here with us today that we are so excited to introduce to you all. You guys are going to love them. They are the cutest couple ever.
0: It's me and my cat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jerry's cat is really cute. She was trying to come in here and play with the chords. (laughs) before we started (laughs) recording we had to kick her out of the closet
0: (laughs) you're trying to say that there's two other people more important than me and the cat right now definitely all right right. i love
1: you but yeah
0: spill the beans
1: (laughs) so here joining us today are stephanie and kelly and we found them through instagram actually one of our amazing listeners requested that i look more into stephanie and her account and i did and i just fell in love and her and kelly's love story is just so cute and they're just an adorable couple and just have so much positivity and love from both of their accounts, so we're going to have them on today. They're going to talk a little bit more about their love story and share with us about body positivity and body love, and the title of our episode and our topic today is Breaking Barriers and Finding Love. So before we dive into that topic, we would just love for Stephanie and Kelly to share a little bit about themselves and introduce themselves to you guys.
2: Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie.
3: And I'm Kelly, nice to meet you guys.
2: <laughs> We're excited to be here. Um so we have been married about 4 years and I work at a dental office. Um but I also work as a influencer um on social media. I do all of the things. I am trying to figure out TikTok right now, which is like honestly hilarious. Um, but I totally great, <laughs> <it>, yeah. <laughs> but I'm definitely having a lot of fun with it. We're we're into all the the trends and trying things out together. It's been like a fun way to do date nights. Um, but yeah, I work at a dental office and I'm an influencer. And yeah,
3: and I'm Kelly, and I am all teams, all things team Stephanie. I make like training resource videos for a tech company here in the valley. And some of my hobbies are we love to travel. And with COVID, we love to cook now. So we've definitely been sharpening our cooking skills. So that's something that we love to do right now.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Jerry is an avid cook. He's the cook of the family.
0: What is
3: the Ooh. best thing you guys can make right now? Okay, so it's not like super hard, but it's I don't know if you guys have seen that um, feta tomato pasta thing on TikTok. Have you seen that?
1: Oh, yes, I have.
3: I don't know if you've made it yet, but we make that like once a week because it's so good and so easy. Yeah, it's Do we delicious. have to make that?
1: Because I've been seeing videos of that circulating everywhere and I've wondered yes. if it's worth it. <laughs> it's I would so say, yeah.
0: I see people doing crazy stuff all the time and I'm just like, why is someone doing that? And someone goes, because it's on TikTok, bro. Okay, well,
1: <laughs> Jerry's not on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you That's won't okay, find Jerry. Jerry on
0: TikTok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then again, well, Jerry's not on pretty much any social media, so I have to run Everything social media for the podcast too. So if you're ever talking to someone on the podcast and you are talking to Jerry, it's probably because I forced him to take the phone and I was like, "Answer this message."
0: Okay. That's not true. I do enjoy answering messages from like our podcast listeners. I do enjoy that, but I'm I'm not about like licking toilet seats for the for the clout. (laughs)
2: You never said anything (laughs) about that? TikTok. Oh my
1: goodness! It was on TikTok,
0: Brianna. Yeah, so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about your your love story? How did you how did you meet? How did you decide that each other was the one?
2: Yeah, I'll let Kelly actually start this one out.
3: Okay, so we actually we always forget about this how we met because it's like seems so like funny to us. Um, but we actually met on Tinder and I actually we connected on Tinder and we both kind of went through phases where we deleted the app. Right.
2: Yeah.
3: And so i like sent a message to her and then she did deleted the app and then I got back on and it had been like six weeks, but I actually, we started talking on Instagram, right? Yeah. So I actually sent her a message on Instagram and that's how we really started talking. So what you're saying is you actually slid into her DMs. I actually slid into her DMs. Yes. <laughs> and I remember like, it was, this was like five years ago, yeah, right? Yeah. Five, six years ago. And so I remember like before I sent the message, I was at work and I was talking to my coworkers and I was like, is this weird if I send a message and they're like, yeah, do not do that. That is so creepy. Don't do it. And I was like, well, <laughs> I already did. And she's typing right now. Um, so I was pretty <laughs> stressed out. Um, but so glad that I did send that DM.
0: It all depends on how, on how you said it. yes exactly what you say if it makes it creepy if you were like hey you're hot let's meet (laughs) (laughs) right
2: yeah he he had introduced himself he was like hi i'm kelly we matched on tinder but we kept you know not being able to connect so i thought i'd reach out to you here i think we'd get along really well and i'd love to take you out on a date
3: and she like immediately when she responded after she saw that message she was like hey yeah here's my phone number
2: yeah, which and is, I was
3: like, oh my gosh, okay, here we go.
2: Yeah, which is like so out of character for me because typically, if a guy reaches out in your DMs, I don't know, it just normally but, that would have been like guys a guy started hack.
0: your relationship through Tinder, so that makes it exactly oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yes. exactly. He we liked, had
0: Tinder, we had, we had Tinder, Tinder. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> oh my yeah, totally gosh. reliable, yeah, exactly. We can't even believe it because. Our personalities are totally not the type to be on Tinder, which is why we had gone back and forth so much. Um, from the time that we had matched, we both had deleted the app and then re-downloaded it because we were just so frustrated with dating. Um and and the people that we were meeting, that we would delete it after we'd go on a terrible date. And then we would re-download it. It was just like this back and forth. But um, when he reached out, on Instagram. I was like, huh, this is a little different. Um, so I sent him my number and he actually called me.
3: Yeah. So something that was like really unique to when I started dating Stephanie, cause I met you when I was 28, right? Yes. And you were 26. Mm-hmm. So a little, but in our late twenties, um, and something that actually my dad told me because I was like the last one to get married out of my siblings and friends. And so something that he said to me that really stuck with me through this whole dating Stephanie and our relationship now um was if you want a different result you should do something different and so that's where i feel like i had the confidence honestly i felt like it was really led um it's like a spiritual moment to be led that way and so i instead of just like texting her when she sent me her number i called her and literally that's how we first like that was the first time we really talked yeah I was on the phone
2: it was a little intimidating at first because I had never had a guy just immediately call me cuz I sent him the, my phone number and then my phone started ringing and I was like, "Oh my gosh, is this him?"
3: <laughs> yep, it was. <laughs> and my heart
2: was racing. I was like, "I don't even know this guy. I can't believe I just gave him my number." But um I answered You answered it and then
0: you immediately hung up because they wanted to give you a new car warranty.
2: (laughs) Exactly. My warranty was expiring. Um, (laughs) No, but yeah, he, he was like, I would love to take you out this Saturday. Are you available? And it was so different than any of the guys that I had been dating that I was so intrigued and I agreed to go on a date. And because we had met on Tinder he asked if I would be comfortable with him picking me up or if I'd prefer to meet him at the restaurant. Um, but I decided that he could pick me up. And so we met on my front porch you know, for the first time on our first date.
0: That's awesome. And very respectable. I We've talked about this before on the podcast that it's definitely important that girls have that, that safety and that choice to be able to Absolutely. decide if they want to ride or want to meet somewhere on a first date. Cause you don't know guys and, guys can be creepy and do creepy things I mean girls can too but yeah it's not the stories we hear as much
2: (laughs) no I definitely think it goes both ways but I really appreciated the option and he also something unique that I remember was he asked kind of like what I wanted to do um, and he gave me three different options he was like these are kind of what I was thinking here's the options do you what would you prefer to do um And I I really enjoyed like that, being able to kind of participate in what we were going to do for our first date, because I kind of felt like up until that point, you just show up and things kind of just like happen. I don't know. So I I really liked that.
0: I think that every love story is unique and nobody should feel ashamed, even if they met on Tinder (laughs) (laughs) for the first time.
3: Just We're because, grateful
0: for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah look where you are now. Like it's, it seems silly, but it was a necessary stepping stone for helping you guys become each other's soulmates. So, yeah, absolutely.
2: Complain. I think too because we had zero people in our like in our circles that knew each other, so we would have not met any other yeah. way. Um, and I was living in like South Provo, and he was living in Riverton. Riverton. Yeah. Um. So I mean, in Utah. That is not close um, by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we have so many different words and stakes in between (laughs) that we weren't going to meet at any other event. So Tinder really helped us connect.
0: Another thing I really like is that you guys said that you met in your later 20s. Yes. So, I mean, obviously you guys hadn't given up. And I know a lot of people don't give up just because they're in their late 20s, but I think that's awesome that you guys said that you met in your later 20s, because a lot of people can feel like once they enter their later 20s, that they're doomed or they haven't done something right, right? We all heard that quote that says, like, once you're what, past 26, you're a menace to society. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which like is, How can that feel so... for people who misinterpret like that, that meaning of what he's actually trying to say? Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I had actually um, gone through this phase right before I met Kelly. I I just I had decided that I was at peace with being single for the rest of my life. I'd come to terms with it. Um, all of my friends were married or engaged or dating someone seriously, and so at that point in my life, I was content being the really fun aunt and it's like the really cool best friend who whenever you call her up she's like ready to go on a trip um and i i just decided that i was going to live my biggest best most fabulous life whether i was single or married um and that i wasn't going to wait to be married or to be in a relationship before i lived my life because i felt like up to that point i thought that i had to be married in order to travel the world or to save for a house or to get a dog. You know, I mean, I felt like I put my own limitations on so many different things and um right before I met Kelly, like I said, I had to have this conversation with myself um that I wasn't going to wait anymore. That I w- I had decided that I was worthy of living an amazing life even if that meant I was doing it by myself. Um, and then Mr. Handsome swiped right. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Which is so funny because one of my least favorite things being told as a single person was when you least expect it, that's when it happens.
3: Well, that's, (laughs) I think, I think too, like with that, it's like, for me at least I was always like, I want to, I want to be at this point in my life when I get married. Right. This is what, the ideal, like air quotes, getting married looks like to me. And I think in the past, waiting for those things to happen, whatever it might be like a good job, or if I wanted to be somewhere in my health journey or wherever that was, is, I, I don't know how much I missed out on. I'm glad that I found Stephanie because she's like totally my lobster. If you watch Friends, like she's,
0: she's my yes. person. But
3: um, I think it, it's, it's easy to, to look at that and have that mentality. That, you know, waiting for something to happen. But I love that you were just like, no, this is where I'm at. And that's actually something that the first time I saw Stephanie, like on Tinder, (laughs) the picture, it's this funny picture. We'll have to find it. But it's this picture of her walking outside and she has sushi in her hand. She's like has takeout and she's eating sushi and walking. And that's literally the first picture I saw of her. (laughs) And I just remember when I saw that and when I met her first, the first thing that I was like so like, drawn to was just, like, man, this woman is, like, so confident. Like, man, I am so excited. Like, I'm so intrigued. Like, who is she? I want to know more. And so, I think that really helped you, like, just being, like, hey, this is me. This is where I'm at. And I'm so glad that you got to that point because I feel like for me, because I was, like, super nervous to date. (laughs) Like, Stephanie can tell you all about it. But it just helped me, like, be at the right place at the right time.
2: Yeah. I think that... I think that definitely that conversation I had with myself of why are we waiting to like be awesome and like do all the things that we want to. And I think, you know, people, people give really great advice along the way, but it's really hard to be open and receptive when you're not in a good place with yourself. And I think that once you can look at yourself in the mirror and be proud of the person that you're looking at, it's so much easier to hear the compliments that are around you. Like, you know, when, when people truly, I, I don't know, Do, does that make sense? Like,
3: yeah, it's like, it's like when you can break down any type of those barriers that maybe are going on internally or for me at first, like, you know how hard it was for me to like accept a compliment. Yes. It's like, Oh no, like, I don't know why, but in the past that was like, really hard for me, but like just being able to break things down and, and be at a point where you can be who you are, I feel like Stephanie is literally the only person that really gets like me, like who I am, like all of me, which is so fun. And so I think just being able to get to that point where, you know, you take, you take that next step. Right. And you're just like, you, we like learned it was sloppy at first to communicate. I always <laughs> would tell her that I was like, this may be messy. And I don't know how to say this, but I'm just going to say it and we'll try to clean it up. Um, <laughs> but I think like that was really helpful for us. It was just to like, it really led us to be able to be open in our communication. It's just kind of breaking down those barriers. And sometimes, like, I would have never have known, like, if you, you know, because you didn't really, you didn't want to go on the date at first, like, when it came around or something. Yeah,
2: so we didn't say this part earlier, but when Kelly, the day that Kelly and I were planning to go on the date, um, I was not looking forward to it. I I felt like the week before I had just decided I was like good with being single, and then here's this guy that comes in, and I felt like it was like messing with my mojo. I was messing up
3: your Netflix show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just wanted to watch Netflix or something.
2: Yeah, I was like busy planning my my next. You're trip busy planning your single life. Yeah. Exactly. I was like going for it, and I was happy and content with that. But um, he seemed, he had done things so differently that I was intrigued enough that I was like, you know what, I need to get ready, put a smile on my face and just go. Because I think up to this point, I hadn't really been on a very good first date. Um, All of them were a letdown. I felt like, I feel like first dates are so weird because I, I feel like you have to put on this facade which is like so not true but in your mind you're like it has to go perfectly and I want them to accept me and like but in reality it should really be the other way around I don't know Mm -hmm. I was not looking forward to like all the banter and like energy that you have to put into getting to, to know someone which sounds terrible but
3: yeah, and I would have never have known that. Like, I would have never have known that because, like, the moment I knocked on the door and saw her, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, was this beautiful woman? And I was super pumped. And, like, you just, like, it was just perfect after well, that. Well, as
2: soon as I saw you, I was sucked off my feet. Yeah, you, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <girl>. My heart.
3: <laughs> no, but I think it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about, like, what my dad said about if you want different results, do something differently. And I really feel like that was, like, for both of us, it just was... I didn't want to text you. I didn't want to like talk to you on the phone much that much. I wanted to like get to know you on our first date. And that just like the whole time dating you, that was always in the back of my mind is like, do something different. So it was like, oh, if I just want to text her, because I've had those times where you like text someone and then it like doesn't go anywhere, you get ghosted or whatever. And so I was like, no, she's going to get to know me in person. And I feel like that really, for me, that was just like amazing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think so something that... Really, when we first started dating, I struggled with because we had gone on three dates and then you kind of disappeared. Do you remember? Yeah, I had
3: like a work trip. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So he had a work (laughs) trip, but I didn't know the extent of the work trip. Like I knew he was going on this work trip, but he disappeared and like zero contact for like a week. Yeah. And at that point, I had really started to like him. But because we have, didn't have any relationship texting and we hadn't had that habit, I was, like, feeling a little insecure because I'm, like, typically in the past, like, usually when someone likes you, they keep in contact. And so I had started kind of getting a little insecure, um, but the day he got back from his trip, he called, and we went out to lunch, and he – so his work trip was to Disneyland and he brought me back yeah he brought me back this like swag bag from his work trip with like
3: all these disney all these
2: disney pins and like all this other stuff anyway it it just it just goes to show that just because something isn't turning out the way that it has in the past or or what the the ideal
3: thing looks like right right because you were like kind of like because it was like three dates and we should be moving forward but but you were you were like, oh, let's go to lunch. And then you were glad you went to lunch.
2: Yeah. Yep. I think, too, with Kelly, things were so different because typically, like, by date, at least two, the guy is trying to, like, hold your hand and kiss you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Kelly, I think by date, 27. Oh, my gosh. It's maybe not made the first <laughs>
3: move. <laughs> it's not 27. But, like, again, Amen. I was, like, so nervous. But, yeah.
1: No need to feel shame because <laughs> Jerry and I preach heavily in this podcast that you shouldn't kiss or hold hands until you've made it official. Yeah. yeah like that and we step weren't, of like,
3: yeah, I mean, we're not official. I'm like super old school. So it's like in my mind, I was like, we have not DTR'd. She's not my girlfriend. And so, like, after that, I was like, fine. But yeah, it did take a minute.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Brianna's
0: Brianna's crazy. You guys can hold your hands if you want to. (laughs) Well,
1: I just, we always talk about how when you take something physical, like a physical step forward, you can't undo it. So if you hold a girl's hand on date date one, and then you don't hold her hand on date two or date three, she's going to think there's something wrong with her. That's just how it is. And we also don't think it's fair that if you're dating multiple people at once, because you haven't made it official, you shouldn't be holding hands with every single girl. Because then you're taking physical steps with every single girl. And we just think that that's not right. Same thing goes with girls, with guys. I mean, when when you're ready to to take those physical steps forward, it should come with a certain level of commitment that you're saying that you're the only one I'm doing this with. Absolutely. Exactly.
3: And that's kind of what we talked about. I was like, so I'm not dating anyone else. And Stephanie's like, well, I'm not dating anyone else either. And so then that's when we decided that we were at the right spot.
2: Yeah, we, it was, I don't remember what date it was, but we, he had planned. So we actually went and saw Saturday's
3: Warrior. In the movie oh, theaters. The
2: movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's my favorite it was like movie. It's like her favorite
3: movie, and I'd never and seen it. And he had
2: never seen it. But this was the remake, and he surprised me with, you know, going to the movies to see Saturday's Warrior, which people like make fun of me for that being my favorite movie, but it just is. Um I have nothing else to say other than it is. <laughs> we grew my family, we grew up on the old,
1: the old classic yes, one. So it's
2: it is so good. Um and So he took me there and then he took me to my favorite restaurant and we were driving home. He was driving me back home and Kelly and I are super playful and say like silly things. Stephanie's
3: really sarcastic. I'm very sarcastic. And at first it was hard for me to understand that. I was like, okay, is she being mean or is she being sarcastic? And I quickly, even on our first date, I was like, oh my gosh, she's being sarcastic. And then I was able to kind of like play back.
2: Anyway, we were so playful that we had to, like, come up with a safe word because so many things he would be like, yeah, like, I love that. And I'd be like, wait, really? And we weren't sure what was real and what wasn't because we were being so silly and playful. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and, and you were like, tell me something real. Yeah, that I was like, well, real. tell me something
2: that is real. And he was like, well, I really like you. And that's where that conversation came out of, you know, I really, I'm not dating anyone else and I'd really like... To date you exclusively is that something that you're like interested in is that in you know the realm of possibilities right now like are you dating anyone else anyway but at that point we were both just dating each other and I was ready to take the plunge like way earlier yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: but with him I just kept feeling like there were just certain stages that I needed him to get to first before I pushed anything
3: like you wanted to say I love you first but you felt like I needed to say it first you felt strong about that
2: yeah it was like a huge prompting of like no you need he needs to be the one to say it first and so I waited like two months yeah to say it because I felt like I didn't want to freak you out first of all but second of all I just kept getting that impression that you needed to be where I was before Mm -hmm. I said anything
0: well, I think I can definitely relate to that. I know I remember telling the story already that I was the first one to initiate that I love you <laughs> to <laughs> to Brianna. And we definitely put like a stipulation on that phrase that makes people scared to give their feelings. Like yeah. if that's the emotion that you're feeling, like that you love somebody, like I don't, th- I don't see any problem in telling someone that. Like the problem isn't telling someone that. The problem is how they react.
1: The problem is, is yeah. what our, our culture and our world tells us is so scary about love. And during I yeah. had this conversation, we were when we were dating and we got really close to saying I love you is he, he brought up saying I love you by saying, you know, people say a lot of bad things about being in love and they make it all scary. But he says, we'll meet someone. And within the first couple hours, we'll be able to say, love you. Talk to you later. You know, he's like, why is it so different when it comes to dating? And so he, he turns to me and he goes, so, Brianna, I'm stage one falling in love with you. <laughs> and i was like um okay that's great i don't know if i can say it back yet and what was wait yeah. a couple days and i think i said it back to him but but I, he, he made it really simple and not super overbearing by saying like oh brianna i'm falling in love with you but by saying i'm stage one falling in love with you I was like okay i can do stage one t-
0: telling somebody that you're in love with them like you know two months from knowing them is different than when i tell brianna i love her now
1: you know like right. your your
0: love continues to grow then the stages that which you get there are just so unique and everyone starts at a beginning stage of it's very simple that when the time came that we were always saying you know I really like you I really like you that's not the words that could come out anymore like I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to say I really like you anymore
1: I remember after Jerry told me that he was stage one in love with me it took me a few days to get there but I remember driving in the car next to him and I looked at him and I just like I just adore you. And like, I, and that one, when I said that phrase, I didn't want to say adore. And that's when I knew that I loved him because like, that wasn't the word that wanted to come out. And I said, I adore you because I was scared to say, love you. Right. But I I think it's something that will come naturally. Like you'll feel it. And when you feel it looking back, like, I wish I would just said it because, you know, it's, that's one thing that is so important in relationships is that like, honesty and vulnerability with someone. And of course, like you guys were listening to the spirit, so that's that's great. You're feeling something specific. But in in Jerry and I's relationship, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, honesty would just been better. I just would have been like, I love you. That would have saved the heart like the confusion and worry that I had for those few days before I said it. even though yeah. I felt it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I I think Kelly and I actually knew the same night.
3: We did. So it was the fourth of July. I was down in Richfield. That's where her family lives. And we were watching fireworks. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love Stephanie. But like, I was so freaked out, honestly. I was, I don't know why, but I was just like, I was like, I don't want to screw this up. And so I waited like three weeks or something to tell her. But like that whole time, Stephanie was like, I'm in like really like with you and um, <laughs> she had but you I said remember,
1: that to him yeah, yeah she just like casually text, and she
3: would text it too i'm She'd in like, like
2: with you
1: i'm
3: like in really like with you and i'd be like i like you too um but um i remember one of her friends was in town from hong kong and she was we were getting frozen yogurt Do you remember this yeah i do and she was like so how i'm sure that like they had ch- chatted like because had. i hadn't said it yet but i knew it i just like in my mind i wanted to say it like like, I wanted to just be perfect when I first said I love you. I don't know why it sounds so, it, it just sounds weird to say that, but that's where I was at. But she asked, this girl asked, well, how does your family say I love you? And I said, well, we don't really say I love you like I love you. We just, like, we'll do, like, three squeezes of the hand, like, one, two, three, and that means I love you. Like, we just, like, always did that growing up, like, in church. I'd, when I was younger, my mom would, like, squeeze my hands, like, one, two, three, and that was her saying that she loved me. And so I took Steph's hand and I said it, one, two, three. And you didn't know if I, if I was really saying it or what I was, was saying.
2: Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was just demonstrating to me, Yeah, this is how I say I love you and my family, or if he was saying it. Because at that point, I knew that I loved him. Yeah, And I like, definitely got butterflies.
1: That's really cute. I love that story. That's, <laughs> that's adorable. It reminds me of that Taylor Swift song, The New Year's Day. Oh my gosh, yes. I don't know if you guys like Taylor Swift. I'm obsessed. Oh, we are
2: huge Swifties. I feel like
1: every episode, I'm always trying to link something back to
2: her, but I'm into it. (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) Yes, we're huge Taylor Swift fans.
0: We really like everything we've talked about so far about just your love story and and breaking those barriers as far as it pertains to to loving and uh, thinking about progressing your life. We know one of your greatest platforms here that you're talking about is uh, body body positivity and how we can break barriers there. So what, what do you guys have to share on that topic?
2: Well, I think body positivity has such a strong correlation with love in general and how we accept love and how we show love. I think that our relationship with our own bodies and ourselves is... How we demonstrate love to other people, I think that how we feel about ourselves is how we treat people, and if we are unkind to ourselves, we're probably not very kind to others. Maybe we're a little bit more judgmental, um, not as patient i I found that there was like a huge mindset switch for me when I decided that I was perfect exactly how I was, and that you know, I truly started to understand what being a daughter or child of God meant. I really felt that and it really resonated with me. You know, we, we sing all the time when we're little kids in primary that I'm a child of God, or, you know, we recite the young woman, the young woman's theme that we're a daughter of our heavenly father. But I feel like I always believed that I just didn't really internalize it. And once I internalized what that truly meant, the way that I interacted with people completely changed. And it allowed me to see other people as children of God and as sons and daughters of God. And my interactions became so much more colorful. And I felt like I could be just more myself. And everything was just so much more. I don't know, the word um, authentic. Everything was so much more authentic.
1: I had this thought come to my mind while you were sharing that about like feeling that authenticity and that confidence and and patience with yourself because we live in a world that's so changing with everything. Like the world can never agree on one thing and it can never stay on one thing for very long. And a lot of that has to do with or leads back to, I guess, even bodies and how bodies should look a certain way. I mean, we can look back in the past even 100 years and how the ideal body has changed. About every decade it's changed. (laughs) And the standards, especially for women, men as well, but especially for women, has changed so much through the years. And it continues to change. I mean, with the wave of Kardashians, and everybody wants a big butt and a tiny waist, and, you know, Mm -hmm. zero stretch marks and all that stuff. And But the one thing that I love about what you were mentioning about being a child of God and and finding your worth in him is because God's standards never change. He's totally unchanging and his love and his worth that he gives us never has anything to do with anything but our relationship with him and our faith. And he, you know, he will never change those requirements. They won't change every decade. And he doesn't care what size pants we wear or (laughs) how many stretch marks we have. Because it's yeah. all about who we are, you know, in our spirit, in our soul. And the cool thing is, is knowing that that will never change. Absolutely. And h- finding that security in that. And I just think that's a really beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, I love that idea because like, even, even in the scriptures, like there's never a time when there's some a scripture like encouraging you to find a girl because of her foot size <laughs> or, or how tall she <laughs> is or anything like that. There's there's plenty of scriptures on on like the virtue of a woman, you know, or the tenderness of a woman, you know, the 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 chase, the chastity, you know. Like there's there's plenty of things as it pertains to character and spirituality. And so we should definitely be, you know, basing our dating goals around those concepts in the first place.
2: I think people forget that their worth does not go up or down in value. I think that's something that We, as people think sometimes, and I think in our culture too, sometimes people can get hung up on the fact that we have to like earn the atonement almost even. And I think that we're really missing the mark if that's what we really believe. It's already there. It's already there. We don't have to do anything. The gift has already been given. We are daughters and sons of God, like period. We all have the same worth. We can't do anything to diminish our worth or to change it or to make it go up or down. Or When we were sent to this earth, we had everything that we needed to succeed. And success varies. It doesn't always look the same from person to person. And I think that where people get into trouble is when they start comparing themselves to something outside of themselves. When where they truly need to look is inside.
3: And I think like with that as well, like I feel so lucky I met Steph when I did because she honestly has been such a beacon for me about like, you know, stand up for yourself and be who you are and like all these great things. But something that I think when, when you ask the question about like body positivity and what that means for, for us and, and for me, it's being able to be able to communicate and like really voice like where you're at with things and so early on with me and Stephanie it was hey I'm nervous to go swimming because blah 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 or whatever or I'm nervous this this and this and this and those are things that I never would tell someone ever right um and just being able to like let my heart be open a little bit for for me at that right time I feel like the communication and letting someone know where you're at is huge
2: absolutely because then you're not alone
3: yeah in, you can you can journey. like bounce it off each other and you can get that reassurance and I think that's that's been really powerful for me is to be able to have have that because i in the past I held my backs myself back from so many things, <laughs> and I'm glad that I have someone now that's like no you're that's crazy <laughs> um, you know or like no, that's totally fair, and that is a valid concern um so I think it's definitely it's not just like a one or two things that's going to happen. It's definitely that journey of trying to find what works for you. Um, But like what Steph was saying and what you guys were saying, it all comes back to knowing your worth and that you are a child of God and that there's a lot of great things that you have because of that.
0: Absolutely. I think oftentimes people struggle with their ability to take certain facts about themselves and make adequate changes based on those facts. and so. An example of that is, you know, if somebody is overweight, like they know that they're overweight, but yeah. we constantly live in a state where we have to, where we try to deny those things to make ourselves feel better instead of saying, this is the fact, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to do something to reduce my weight? You know, is is that what makes me feel uncomfortable? Is it how people think about me? You know, is it, you know, oh, there's so many things you have to do, but first you have to recognize that, that fact, right? I mean, we live in a simple world where your wife can put on a dress and say, does this make my butt look big? And all the guys are required to say no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. like you ask the question and there's a fact of the matter. It's just like, if you want me to just lie to you, then like, why Why do you ask? Because you want an assurance that it's not the fact, you know?
1: And I, to ride on to that, I think you're onto something really good because part of being body positive and loving yourself is acknowledging the facts about yourself And loving those facts and embracing yourself as you are because just because you lose weight or just because you get the nose job or just because, I don't know, you get a tummy tuck or change your hair color doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden going to love yourself overnight. You know, you're going to find something else to nitpick about yourself, something else to hate about yourself, something else to complain about or to feel insecure about. And it's more of like fixing that deeply rooted self-loathing that a lot of times we're almost indoctrinated to have from a young age and not just from media and stuff, but sometimes our own parents or our own friends being around people who talk poorly of themselves um, or hate on their bodies or, you know, simple things like calling themselves stupid um, and speaking about themselves in, you know, definitive terms all the time, negatively, all those things can affect us and make us think that, you know, we're the worst person in the world. And so I think it's really important. I mean, I, I've always struggled with body positivity and, like, self-love in general, and as I've become a mother and, like, seen my body change and, you know, getting stretch marks and having lots of extra skin on my stomach and going through all of that, it's it's bringing on a whole new chapter of learning to love myself and my body because of the beautiful things that have happened with my body.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, to piggyback on what you're saying, I think that with body positivity it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't want to change things but it it just means that as you are right now you're, you're gonna accepting yourself
3: you're going to be good no matter what right right
2: it doesn't change your worth if there's things that you want to change and you want to work on that's totally fine i just you know being being okay in that moment and being
3: yeah, cuz that moment might never come like i was saying earlier like like I want to be married at this point in my life and I want to have this going on. I or I want to have
2: like X amount of money in my savings Yeah, account. or I want
3: to be this, this weight or this, whatever, whatever it could be. It's like, what if that doesn't come? Like, you know, and just being happy where you're at. It's definitely so, it's easier to say that than do that. But I feel like that's something that I love about Stephanie is she helps me, she reminds me of that all the time.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I recently, I shaved my head. <laughs> I, I did, gave myself a buzz, buzz cut and I have been wanting to do that for years. And I always told myself, well, when I am like really skinny and I'll look good with short hair, then I'll do it is what I would always tell myself. Yeah. (laughs) And finally, I was just, you know, this I shaved it. What? Three months ago, babe. Just one night. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to shave my hair. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody says. Like, I'm going to do something that makes me happy and something that I will enjoy and have fun with. And. I don't care whether I'm a size two or whatever and can pull it off because I think I look beautiful and I think I can rock it. And despite what anybody else is saying about me having a mental breakdown or whatever, my mom was all worried about my mental health at that point. I just had a baby. So, I mean, I guess that's valid. But um, it was really something that I was doing for myself. And it proved something to me because I was so doubting of whether I could pull it off or make it look good. And then after I cut it, I was like, wow. I actually look pretty great. And you know what? I'm not a size two, you know, <laughs> and yeah. I don't look like the typical girl with, you know, really short hair that society tells you, you have to be, you know, a certain size to pull off a, a, you know, a pixie cut or whatever. And that you can, you can rock anything if you have the confidence and the, the love for it. And you, and you exude that, which is something that ties back greatly into what Kelly has been saying. He was so drawn to you about was that confidence. Cause confidence really does draw people in. And the the more things you can do to help yourself feel that confident and feel that self-love f- will help draw more people in when it comes to dating, when it comes
2: to work relationships, when it comes to all of those things. Absolutely. I think it just starts with having those conversations out loud with yourself. I used to think that I couldn't wear lipstick. I used to think I couldn't wear hats. I used to think that I couldn't wear, you know, certain colors and That is just the silliest thing that I made up for myself. Like those rules, these boundaries, like you said, with your hair, it's, we, we set up these rules and ideals of what, you know, we have to look like in order to look good with, you know, certain things that we like, but we're not sure if they'll look good on us. And then other people looking from the outside in would have no idea that I didn't think I looked good with lipstick or that I was insecure when I was wearing hats. One day I just decided, forget it, you know, kind of like you, you, you shaved your hair, you're like, forget it, this is something I want. And that was something for me, I, I wanted to wear more hats. And I just kind of just started forcing myself to wear them, even if immediately my initial reaction when I put it on was, oh, I don't like the way it looks. <laughs> I think you, after, after getting used to it and, and pushing myself outside of that insecurity, I really, you know, I love hats now. And I don't know why that was ever an issue before. But I think that we see ourselves in a certain way. And we've created these boundaries that truly don't need to be there. And I think that it stops us really from living amazing, beautiful lives. And it's just sad to think, you know, the things that we really could have missed out on. But I'm thankful that now that I've pushed past those things, that I can rock lipstick and hats at the same time and not even blink.
0: We live in a world with with so many unwritten laws that people choose to follow and abide by. And it's it's sad that you by by doing that and the way we feel about ourselves is strongly in part because of how a cultural norm expects you to be. And if if that if that cultural norm or that attitude like wasn't set in place, people wouldn't feel that way about themselves. It's just that we allow other people to manipulate how we're supposed to feel about ourselves and so you're missing a lot of of what's happening around you in your life when you're like you said before waiting for a certain a certain goal to change or a person to come in your life to to find personal happiness.
2: Yeah. yeah. I
1: I think a really good thought here to have is just to remember that Like we talked about earlier, you know God's worth is unchanging for us, and you know we had a lot of people write in messages about struggling with with being plus size or curvy and finding people that they can date that make them feel good about themselves. We even had a listener write in said that they don't ever meet guys for dates because they're worried that they'll think that they're ugly or fat, and um, it's just it's really sad to see people holding themselves back like that because. Like we've talked about, they're setting those own boundaries for themselves based on outward things that truly don't matter nearly as much as yeah. the inner things. That when it comes down to it, all of our looks will fade, you know, styles may change, you know, finances may change, and we may not be able to wear the fancy clothes that we wear. You know, all those things can change throughout your life. And those are all outward things, but the things that truly do remain the same and can grow and can become even more beautiful or everything inside everything that has to do with your soul and your faith and your testimony and your kindness and charity all those things are the things that truly will make a marriage work and a relationship work
2: absolutely I, I love that yeah. I think that we we place so much value on outward appearance like you said that just truly does not matter. I mean, heavenly father does not say, "I'm sorry you're not a size 4. You can't pray to me tonight." I I think that if we really w- once we start saying these things out loud, the the things that we think about ourselves in our head, the more you're going to realize like, "Wow, that that really does sound silly. Like he- heavenly father's opinion truly is the only one that matters. Why am I placing so much emphasis on my weight or my size or my nose or my hairy arms or whatever it is that makes you feel insecure or makes you feel like you're unworthy of being loved those things will fade away as soon as you start truly understanding who you are and making goals for yourself getting out there and if if you've always wanted to learn how to cook do it if you've always wanted to you know learn how to sew do it i don't you know what are you waiting for Your today is your life not tomorrow there's there's nothing like the present to to live your best life and I think that it's so easy to slip into but I have to wait for this for these things to happen and place these boundaries on yourself that it's just truly unnecessary so for each of you to kind
1: of wrap things up here if you were to look back and talk to yourselves before you met each other of course and maybe in like your lowest place and in the dating world and trying to find someone and give yourself some advice and some love and sit down and look eye to eye and talk to yourself, what would be the advice that you would share to help someone who's maybe feeling heartbroken or discouraged by the dating scene and finding someone who will accept them as they are, you know, flaws and all, because we're all imperfect. Uh, What what advice would you give them, each of you?
3: I'll go first. Well, I'd first tell myself, "You're gonna go bald." There's nothing you can do about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, I would say I would just tell myself, like, like you have so much to give, and I think something that really held me back was like I just I don't know I was just so in my head on so many things, and I think I would just tell myself, just do what you want to do. Like, be yourself. You'll learn through that. Um, you'll like learn and grow through that. And like at the right time, like you'll figure the things out that you need to figure out, but also just like be open for challenging things. And that's something that I said earlier to Stephanie was, or in this conversation too, is like, I don't know how to voice this. It's going to be sloppy and messy, but I need to figure it out and say it right now. And I would just tell myself, that's okay if you have those moments, because I feel like something that's huge for us is being able to communicate. And I would tell myself just, work through that and being, you know, work through those hard moments so that you can be able to communicate in the future.
0: Yeah.
2: I think that something, I think the most important thing that I would tell myself is to choose happiness. I think I spent so long looking at all of the flaws and insecurities and held my myself back with this really sad narrative that I was making up for myself in my head when all that it took was a mind switch of you know reminding myself that my worth is not hanging in the balance of my insecurities and that if you just simply choose happiness things you know life life will always look better When you're choosing to be happy and when you're picking, you know, the happier choice, when you choose not to be offended by a failed date or, you know, being not the first choice, though, I mean, good riddance. They are missing out on an amazing you and you are the only you there is. And I think that that's something to celebrate. There is nobody else in this world like you and who ever has the opportunity to meet you is the luckiest person on this earth because you're the only person who has what you have to offer. And I think that once you hone in on that and you choose happiness, the world is your oyster.
0: Thanks for sharing those things. And, you know, I think I have some just some final thoughts myself I was thinking about. And, you know, if I could go back and tell myself something it would definitely be that uh, we want to find somebody who's going to bring the best out in us. And if I'm constantly in a state where I'm worried about how the person I'm with is thinking about me and how I look, they, they're they not really bringing, helping to bring out the best in us. And so, you know, despite how I look, despite how I feel about myself, I, I constantly have Brianna to say things like, you know, I still love you. I still think you're hot. Like, I still think you're great. And always telling me positive things when I'm at when I'm having low moments. And that that kind of attitude, like is really powerful to have somebody who can who can take you when you're down, even when you don't want to hear it, you know, like you'll be really mad sometimes. And like, you think, oh, you're just saying that. You know, even even in the moments when you're thinking that you're still like, hey, Cuba, thank you. I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You know, so I would say, you know, find somebody who's going to take all those parts of you and love them and constantly build build you up when when you're when you're feeling down because if someone can't do that for you then they're probably not somebody that you want to have as your partner anyways. Absolutely true.
2: Yeah, I mean every single person you know here and every every person that's listening is a catch. And I think that once you truly can believe that then then
3: you're going to be your authentic the, self. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be your
2: authentic self. I mean there's nothing there's no other worry other than finding peace with who you are. I I think that's the most important thing is just finding happiness and joy with where you're at and living your biggest life. I mean, not everyone is going to find their their soulmate right this moment or tomorrow or even 10 years from now, but I think the most important thing is to really fall in love with yourself and make your relationship with yourself and God a priority the rest is going to fall into place
1: yeah I really love that and I think a common theme of what you guys all kind of closed with here was the importance of just showing up just like showing up and doing your best and giving what you can and trusting God that the rest will fall into place and a lot of that comes hand in hand with trusting that he created you perfectly and that you are his child and you do have that worth and he does love you and he does have a plan for you and the best thing we can do is just show up and do our best and just know that he will take care of the rest and absolutely. i mean even if we're not at a space where we can absolutely love ourselves right now a great thing that we can do is try to find at least that neutrality about ourselves and like our bodies and Let that love grow from there, because, like you guys mentioned earlier, it's not just a cross the finish line and you're done. You know, self love and and body love, that positivity around yourself is a continual uphill climb. Sometimes we'll have lower times, sometimes we'll have peaks, sometimes we'll just plateau for a little bit. (laughs) But the important the important thing is that we just keep on moving forward as best we can, and just trying to embrace
2: ourselves as best we can. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think. I think people sometimes get confused that marriage is the end and truly it's the beginning of the rest of your life. Um same thing with just being a human in general. We we have so many different experiences. I mean Kelly and I once we met, that wasn't the end of our trials, that wasn't the end of you know whatever else we were going through, it was the beginning of what that looked like for us together. And I think that it's easy to forget that life continues after marriage it doesn't stop
0: well thanks so much you guys for coming on today it's been really fun talking with you we, we really enjoyed having you on and and the message and the spirit that you guys bring to the podcast and uh just for anybody who wants to get to know a little bit more about you or or uh has more questions how can they reach out to you
2: they can reach out to me on Instagram if they want to send me a DM, or um, if when they go to Instagram, if they'd prefer to send an email. Um, my Instagram is hello stephanie nicole, and it's spelled like Gwen Stefani, <laughs> if that's helpful.
3: So, S <laughs> T F A N I. And then my Instagram is the king in her shadow. Oh. A, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and those.
0: Instagram handles will be in the show notes yep. for anyone who needs a needs a shortcut to how to spell Gwen Stefani. <laughs>
1: if you don't know how to spell Gwen Stefani, then we're very disappointed in you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then you're too young probably for the podcast. You're body. too young.
1: <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Like Jerry said, you guys brought a really beautiful spirit to this episode and we're so grateful that you guys came on and shared about your experiences. I feel like it's going to resonate with, everyone listening, no matter who they are, boy or girl or, you know, size 10 or size zero, like anybody can relate to this and find this love and positivity about yourself and how that affects our relationships and how we can seek to trust in God and and break those barriers and find love for ourselves. So thank you so much again for coming on and we'll catch you next time Single to Sealed.
0: If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow.
1: If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content.
0: Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you you next time. time.